2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com.
3: Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is the newest Odyssey NBA insider. Uh, he is the uh, host of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green three times. NBA world champion Danny Green here with Gresh and Fourier to talk some Celtics. Danny, first of all, welcome to the company and (laughs) welcome to Gresh and Fourier. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you oh, embracing me in the company uh, and, and to the show today.
3: Oh, my God. We've been dying to talk to somebody outside <laughs> of, like, you know, the family, so to yeah. speak, or outside of the Celtics mm. family, because, Danny, you spent a long time in the NBA, and there has now mm-hmm. been a lot of talk about Jason Tatum and the MVP. We here kind of feel like that there's got to be the talk around it to get it out there so that people can realize, holy crap, this guy shouldn't be plus 3,000 on the betting line to win the MVP. Is that just the way it goes in the league where you have to have somebody stand up and really stump for you the way people have the last two weeks to be able to get on the radar to win an award like that?
4: Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, it's hard to penalize a guy for having a great team. Um, but because he has so many good teammates around him, it's hard for him to get the same recognition. When you have a Kristaps Porzingis or Drew Holiday or Jalen Brown, you know it's it's tough to advocate him as the best player, most valuable in the league. Um, because so they people think without when the games he misses that the team would do well, and if he wasn't a part of the group, that they would still be a playoff team, um, which is unfair. Because there's definitely years where you know Golden State had a really good group, and you know Steph Curry or Kevin Durant was considered higher for MVP race when they had a really good team. But yeah, I guess you, you have to do a little bit more um, marketing, advocating. I don't know, but he definitely deserves more recognition for being in that conversation. There, you know, eight games above you know the next second, you know, best team in the East, and you know the best record in the league. So I think he should definitely be considered.
0: Yeah, you mentioned marketing. I, I do think it's interesting how players on his own team. Like, you know people national media analysts kind of finally kind of you know mentioning it i do feel like that may be his best chance to kind of make up the difference as far as the guys who are ahead of him right now what do you think about that
4: yeah i think if they just keep winning also i think because they're just expected to win and they're doing it on the radar and i guess the games that they've won um you know to the fans or to the the i guess the average eye of people that don't know the game they're just like oh they're supposed to win they're not winning that greatly you know they're not winning by enough or they're not blowing teams out the way they should and his numbers are decent but they're not as good they're not Luka numbers but it's, it's you know we take it for granted what Luka Jokic and all those guys are doing um it's tough but those teams are not in the same seed. um but it's, it's really hard to do and the numbers he's putting up is hard to do but he's gotten better every year uh, I know one year he'll win it if it's not this year but I think more importantly for him and, and them, their focus should be a, a championship because I think this is their year. This is their championship to lose this year. Well, them in Denver, I think they're, they should be in the finals for sure. And I think it should be them and Denver in the finals. And I think that they have the team and the depth to do it this year. It's going to come down to coaching. And I think Joe, Joe Mazzola might be ready this year you know, with the experiences he's had in the past couple of years in the playoffs.
3: Odyssey NBA insider Danny Green is with us. Insider calls brought to you by the all new Hyundai twenty twenty four Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. Interesting to hear you say that, Danny, on the whole now with the experiences ready for the moment. As a guy who played a bunch of years in the league, how did you know when a coach was ready for the quote unquote big moment?
4: Well, I was I was lucky to have a, a coach that had, was ready before I even got there. So I, I was, uh, I was spoiled. I was said I was fortunate to have pop. He already knew what he knew what he was doing. I just had to follow his lead. I would see Timmy, Tony, and Manu, uh, but with Nick, you know, it was his first year. So it was hard to tell. It was hard to see, um, what that would look like. Um, with Frank and then doc, they have been around for a little while. And I know Frank had been in the, in the, uh, I guess the East of Indiana and, you know, different places before that but uh and doc he's been in the league for over two decades at the time so i know he had some experience um but just the experience for me of seeing how it was done with pop let me to be able to um know i guess what it should look like and i took those experiences and, and that run with san antonio and and be able to use it when i was with toronto when i was with you know, LA, even though I like we had a bunch of veterans, so it's not like we needed. Uh, I think our whole group was ready because it wasn't just coaching. Um, but usually, when you have a younger group, you need more on the coaching side. So when we in Toronto, it's a younger group. Philly, we had some younger guys. So using that and experience from San Antonio and bringing it to the younger groups uh, helps a ton. What,
0: what What was Popovich's coaching style like for you? Was it? You know, when you talk about, we've been spending so much time lately talking about coaching and, you know, you got to be coaches, mm-hmm. players need to be heard, and you can't coach unless you give, you know, the players a platform and a voice. I'm curious what your relationship was and how much you appreciate the way Popovich coached you back in the day.
4: I appreciate it a ton now. I mean, the time, was tough. It's not easy to play for. You know, he, he gets the best out of you by pushing you. You know, he'll push your buttons, he'll find ways to make you angry or, you know, whichever way makes you play your best. And I think he found out from me. I played my best basketball when you know I was angry. Some guys, when they when they had fear on them, we light a fire in them. It, it makes them you know you know perform their best. So he knew how to do that. But he ran a, a pretty tight ship. Uh, and now I don't know how different it is now, but I'm sure it is a little different with the younger group and trying to you know rebuild. But back then, I it said it was, it was either you're going to do your job, going to find something else to do it, and it was a well-oiled machine and you could plug and play. Whoever was out, whether it was Timmy, Tony, Armando, they sat out. We had guys to back up to know what to need to be done and figure it out and play, you know, good team basketball. We would still win games without those guys.
3: Danny, the Celtics have played fifty-eight of the eighty-two games. As of right now, they have a seven and a half game lead, and we're all looking at it up here as keep everybody healthy. Can you sort of talk mm-hmm. about the fine line that Joe Missoula has to walk of still winning games, keeping the team sharp, but giving your individual players enough rest so they can make it to the postseason and then kind of crank it up once you get there. Can you kind of sort of walk us through maybe how the Celtics might be able to navigate the next 25 or so games to get to the point to where they can meet the objectives and be ready for the playoffs at the same time?
4: Yeah, well, it also depends on their schedule. I think it would be good to have some good games toward the end of the season. Um, you know, it would help test them. If they had some teams above 500, playoff teams, uh, those would be fun. But you can find ways to rest a guy or two here or there. Since there's so many games up, they can rest a guy, you know, maybe once a week. There's about four, 15, 14 games left. So if they wanted to, you know, rest Drew or Chris Stapps, you can find the, the, the final week, maybe at, I'd say a couple games before the last couple games because there's, there's a break after the regular season before the playoffs start. And I think – you know, Pop was great at micromanaging minutes and also figuring out how to keep guys fresh, uh, but also, you know, not get anybody hurt. So when you're up that many games, you want to be able to, you know, obviously win the games to play. I think play the, the full games out, you know, pretty hard, the ones that are the playoff teams, to see where you're at and see how ready, how battle-tested you are. Uh, but to the other games, you can give your younger guys a chance to, to play more and rest some of your older guys. And, you know, toward the end of the season, last five games, you can – certain guys a half you know maybe or you know quarter and they keep them fresh but also let them the chance to rest um, but uh, yeah it's that's that's on joe to figure that out and see how their schedule is i don't know who they have upcoming or who they have left on the road or at home but i think they should take advantage of you know playing the good teams and then also resting guys when they're playing the teams that are below 500
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game
0: So we're talking bold,
4: C- I guess outside the playoffs.
0: So we're talking Celtics basketball. We're on the phone with Odyssey NBA insider Danny Green on the Harbor One hotline. And I'm curious. So like you said a collision course with Celtics and the Denver Nuggets, but looking at the East, out of the teams that are, you know, uh, you know, playoff uh, caliber teams, who do you think is mm-hmm. the the biggest threat to the Celtics?
4: Man, um I think the Knicks, honestly, when they're healthy, they have the pieces that match up. Um, I think Milwaukee is a great team. I just don't know if they have the defensive pieces to match up with Jalen and Jason. They're a really good team. They have Doc there. So they're going to be coached pretty well and, and experienced. They have experience with playoff uh, um, coaching. Um, so I think you know, Milwaukee's a good team, but I think really the toughest matchup would be the Knicks. And if Philly gets healthy, if Joel, you just can't count Joel Embiid out. If he's you know, an MVP, MVP caliber player and he's healthy in the playoffs, um, and Tyrese Maxey, I think those two guys are a tough combo. Then you got Tobias Harrison. They have some good wings. They're playing good basketball. They have enough wings to match up and kind of guard Jason and Jalen. And the other night, they played them pretty well without, you know, Joel, um, which I thought Boston should have beat them, you know, handedly. But they didn't because, you know, Philly's a tough team.
3: Yeah, Philly looked uh, pretty good. Plus, Maxi got hot as a pistol, and they just uh, turned that guy loose. Insider Calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure with capable features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, and standard third-row seating. Odyssey NBA uh, insider Danny Green is with us. And, Danny, when the Celtics went and got Kristaps Porzingis, my first thought was he's not Jokic but he's a unicorn-like Jokic. Is that really the key piece for the Celtics moving forward in trying to match up against Denver? Or does uh, a Jokic versus, uh, I don't know, like uh, Kristaps comparison not really kind of work in this scenario? How do you view Porky Porzingis?
4: I think he's definitely an X factor um, because of how he can stretch the floor. And I think the biggest key is his pain protection. But And I think what also helps is you have Al Horford. So you can have a guy like Al Horford body Jokic and have him come a weak side and help him protect the paint with guarding Aaron Gordon or something like that. So I think they have the piece. I think the only thing that they lack is the depth. And I think Denver doesn't have the depth they had from last year. Um, so that's where it's going to be a battle of coaching and matchups. But, you know, I think, you know, Boston could use a little more depth off the bench. I and mean, I think – Denver as well, but I think they have the pieces to match up with Denver and, and keeping Jokic under control with having Al Horford. If he stays healthy and, and Porzingis, those two bigs. You know, Jokic has spoken about how the double bigs have given them trouble. Um, so that would be, you know, a, a matchup or a lineup I, I could see Boston going with. Danny, this was great stuff, man. We hope it is the
3: uh, first of many. Uh, welcome to the sure. uh, welcome to the company, and hopefully we're going to uh, catch up a lot with you uh, around playoff time and uh, heading into the playoffs. Thanks a bunch. We appreciate the time.
4: Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.
3: There we go. Danny Green, he's uh, the newest Odyssey NBA insider. Insider Calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure